Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, very quickly, it's 1233 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you on Oilers Now. Into a text on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Hey, Bob, uh, speaking of beefing up the defense, would the Oilers take a look at a guy like Alexiak or Goodbranson? I was impressed by the latter every time the Oilers played Ottawa this season. Well, Goodbranson's a right shot, uh, third-pairing guy for me, and I think the Oilers are going to have Bear Larson and Bouchard on the right side. Alexiak, definitely. If he becomes a free agent, he makes a lot of sense as a second-pairing left shot D if Clefbaum can come back. And again... I mean, he didn't play last year, so um, Jamie Alexiak makes sense. Jamie McCabe makes sense. I know I had some people reach out about uh, Oliver ekman Larson. You're going to have to sign Darnell Nurse. I don't know. Can you have two $8 million defensemen? Uh, I guess it would all depend on what uh, the Arizona Coyotes would take back in that scenario, but I'd be a little bit leery. Uh, Let's bring aboard Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta Live Thoroughbred Racing back at Century Mile each Friday and Sunday evening. Limited fan access, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Post time is at 6.15. Hi, Spec. How are you? Pretty good. Bobby, how's it going today? Uh, gutting my way through it right now between you and me, but that's okay. Uh, let, let's, hey, let's just first of all, you know what? Oliver Ekman Larson's name is back out there again, Mark. And we'll get into, we'll talk about the NHL officiating. I saw the piece that you wrote. Uh, I tweeted something similar on the specific incident that you referred to in your piece. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to, uh, uh, the machinations of an organization all pulling in the same direction at the same time. Oliver Ekman Larson, would you bring him in? Well, he, what's he make? Eight and a quarter. Yes, I'm just calling him up here. And he makes it for the next two, four, six seasons. Yes. And he's 29. So you're paying him eight and a quarter until he's 35. I haven't looked at his birthday. Maybe 36. Um, so, no. No, I wouldn't bring him in. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have said, you know, Bob, uh, both uh, Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair had him in Arizona. It would immediately upgrade the left side of the Oilers' defense. They'd have nerves. Yep. Uh, and I will tell you this. It's, this is what I think. 
you're going to see with Bill Armstrong, the general manager of the Arizona Coyotes, he's going to have to do the same thing that Jason Botterill did with Ryan O'Reilly. Okay, it's going to have to be a trade like that where they take back a couple crappy contracts and then get a a decent prospect and a first-round pick. That's how that deal is going to work at this stage. That's how much the mighty have fallen on the Oliver Ekman-Larsen front. That's my belief. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do this, Mark. I just did a little bit of a diatribe. Uh, There was a uh, David Staples did a piece on, uh, on the call to hockey about pro scouting, and some I've had a guy say, "Oh, you're carried water, you idiot, stuffer for uh, for the pro scouts." Mark, you know my personality. If I disagree with the guy, I'd say it right to the guy's face. Here's the problem I have when people evaluate something like pro scouting. Okay, um, with pro scouting, you you never know who's influencing the decision. Like, does the coach supersede? The pros, like, let's look at Turris last year. What would the reports have been on Turris uh, in Nashville? Probably not very good. Not very good. The coach, however, had history with Turris. We know that. So who do you rely on in that situation? And, Mark, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. When they signed Kyle Turris to a two-year deal at $1.65 million, I thought it could work. It made sense to me. Like, the guy had pretty much performed, in my mind, when, it, when the Oilers played Nashville, like a third-line center. I thought, well, why wouldn't that work? And it did work. So, you know, and, and there's lots of people that are experts with 2020 hindsight all the time. Sometimes I've been right. Derek Ryan. I was right on Derek Ryan. And other times, like, I was wrong on Terrace lot last year. And, but, and, and I guess that's my point. Organizations got to have everybody sort of pulling in the same direction, but you never necessarily a hundred percent know who influences what call, do you? No, no. It's it's first of all, you've got twelve people in a room. You don't have all, agreement from everyone. So let's make that clear. You know, I would say to you that most of the tourists, most of the pro scouts that you would have talked to last year, of course they would have liked tourists. There's a reason Nashville bought him out. He wasn't very good there the last two years. So the reports on tourists over the last two seasons prior to this past one were, were poor. The reports were poor. So I would say, you know, I don't know what the order scouts were saying. Uh, I, I know that there certainly was not unanimity that this was a good player. Uh, so I would say it's it's probably very fair to assess that Dave Tippett said, I don't care what they say. I had the player. I know how to push the right buttons on the player. I can get more of this player. And I think that, you know, if, whoever vouched for Dave Tippett, the history tells us now that they weren't right. He's our, our first story for Kyle Turris. Uh, Kyle Turris just isn't a player anymore. So if somebody got that wrong. Uh, I'll bet you Dave Tippett had a hand in getting that wrong. I'm here to tell you. Uh, I think you have to say, though, Bob, the scouting reports on Tyson Berry weren't very good coming to Toronto either, right? Yep. Anyone who's, anyone who scouted Tyson Berry the year before last in Toronto had not very many good things to say. And I can tell you that there was a, at least one or two Oilers scouts who weren't really impressed with Berry. And, you know, Ken Holland's the tiebreaker. Ken Holland's the guy that, whose name's on these things. He brings in Berry. Turns out Barry, uh, there was a lot more left in Barry than the scouting reports would have said. So I guess what I'm trying to tell you, Bob, is you win some, lose some, right? Mark, uh, you're talking to a guy that wanted Tyson Barry here for five years because of the offensive juice that he was going to give the Oilers. That said, Tyson's going to make his bigger money somewhere else. The Oilers have to spend elsewhere and they have Evan Bouchard. So they have a guy that can take on some of those minutes that gives them a bit of an offensive flair. So I was a guy that, like, I was elated 
that the it's funny how it worked out, Mark, because we had heard rumblings that Edmonton was in a pretty good position with Jacob Marks. Okay. And I would say the regular season would suggest that the Oilers' combination, let's just say the way the money worked out between, I mean, Markstrom got, what did he get, six times six with the Flames, and we heard the Oilers offered seven times five million. I would suggest to you, so six million bucks for Markstrom, the Oilers got Mike Smith at, what was it, one and a half. Um, They got Barry at 3.75, that's 5.25. So for seven million bucks, they got Turris, Barry, and Smith, and for six million bucks, Markstrom signed. And I, I was a guy that was nervous about extent, giving that length of term to Jacob Markstrom. Now I will tell you that it worked in the it, you know, for two of the three players, it worked for Edmonton. Like think of the criticism on October 9th when Edmonton brought back. I, I know the criticism. I saw it on Twitter. You guys suck, Stoffer. Your organization's brutal. How could you bring Mike Smith back? And the guy went out and had a great season. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting. And, and and I guess this is all part of the situation. The other thing is we don't know the marketplace. What I will say, Mark, is this. We know if the Oilers want to go, Mark, from being an 11th and 12th place team like they've been the last two years to being a legitimate top eight team that gives you a chance every year. They can't do it all via free agency. They're probably going to have to make a trade, and they're going to have to have some organic growth going with some of their prospects, which means their prospects need to play. Bouchard needs to play. Uh, You know, McLeod needs to play. Potentially, Holloway needs to play, depending on how you spend on that left wing. Like, if you end up getting, let's just say you re-sign Nugent Hopkins and you get Tatar here, and that costs you $9.5 bucks, or right? You might have to just spend, you know, you might have you might have to have a competition between Benson and Holloway for third-line left wing if you want to sign a third-line center or trade for a third-line center at, at, at $3 million or so. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's different ways that you're going to have to work together. Mm-hmm. But, it, but do you not agree? And I've talked a lot, so it's, the floor is yours. You're going to have to use every possible mechanism, and it doesn't necessarily mean free agency is the only one. Oh, no question. I mean, look at your goalie. Your goalie is going to be a, a trade by the looks of it. Uh, eh, not for sure, but I, that's what I'm guessing. Uh, definitely, Bob. You know, we know the pitfalls of pre- free agency. If people are still sitting out there talking about going into free agency and solving all your problems, they haven't been paying attention here, right? There's a few buys in free agency. There's a few guys you're going to get. You're going to get Thomas Tatar on left wing. You better find another left winger to play in the playoffs, Bob because the last two teams he played off never used him in the postseason. So I get how Tatar might be a guy you get at a cheaper one-year deal or something, but I also don't see how he helps the Oilers where they need help, and that's in the postseason, not in the regular season. So that's maybe another conversation, but I think it's been made clear Bouchard's going to get a shot next year. Right? It's been tippet, all said it in as many words, Bouchard's playing next year. I think we watched McLeod play at the end of this year. He's playing next year. So you got two young entry-level guys right there. Uh, you know, so sure. You know, the last thing I'll say is this. Benson, I think you could say to Benson, he's been in the minors for a while. You can say, okay, we're going to start you. We're going to put you on the third-line left wing. We're going to play you and let you sink or swim because he's ready for that situation. Holloway can't play in the NHL. If Holloway's an NHL player, Right, Bob? If he's an NHL player, he can yep. play in the NHL. You can't make Holloway an NHL player because you don't have enough NHL left-wingers, and you go, okay, Holloway, now we're making you one. 
can't yeah. be that way. The Oilers have done that for years. Holloway has to be an NHL player whenever that is. If it's October, awesome. If it's January, great. If it's next October, then it's next October. But don't force the kid to be an NHL player because you're light at forward. It's just a mistake you can't keep making in this town. Yeah, uh, spec. Very fair. I mean, in Tatar's case, he's not playing. That's the reality of the situation. He's got excellent five-on-five numbers in the NHL regular season. Why yep. doesn't he play come playoff time? And you know what? Fair fair perspective on Holloway and Benson. Quick text from former defenseman Mark. Uh, Bob and Mark, the time for OEL has passed. He is a depreciating, a depreciating asset. Why would you give up future draft picks and prospects to acquire what you already have? Oilers management isn't that stupid. The real issue the Oilers have currently is what is going to happen with Clefbaum. The Oilers need to have him addressed. If he is questionable to play sometime next season, they need to use Toronto's playbook and sit him down. His questionable future can't impact free agency in the direction the Oilers take. Mark, how would you respond to that? Sitting down Clefbaum. Just say. It just you're getting Joffrey Lupul and St- Stefan wrote Joffrey Lupul wanted to keep playing, but he had a he had a back issue that was chronic that the Le- the Leafs could play at any time. They got yes. he had, like he had no idea, he had no idea in 2016 that he was done, but he was done. Okay, well, I think we're looking at players that that weren't so useful anymore to start with. I think Joffrey Lupul because of the back and he played a while, he wasn't that good a player at the end. Um, there's Clef Bombs, there's a few things here. If Clef Bombs healthy, he's a good player, and I want him on my team, right? He's an asset. He's a very good player. If he is going to come back and try to play but stay out of the corners because of his shoulder, then I have an issue here. So now i got to figure out how come Lou Lamarello can bury these guys on Robodal Island all the time, and guys who run the Edmonton Orders never do that, Right. If Clefbaum can't help my team, but it is his right to say, I'm healthy, the doctors say I'm healthy, you're paying me either way, I wish to be an active player. That is the player's right. You can't just take a player and put him on the shelf, even though that's what Lamorello's done throughout his career as a general manager. So it's a, those are murky waters, Bob. But I'll tell you right now, if I'm running the Eminent Oilers, A, I want Clefbaum coming back and playing because he's good. B, if he's going to come back and be half the player, then I'm exploring every single option that I can. I don't believe that he has a no move, so at at worst case, Bob, could I not bury him in Bakersfield? Correct? Uh, uh, Yeah, and you'd get... You know, million dollars relief on that. I get some cap relief, but if but if I don't want, you know, that may help me. You know, I may say to J.P. Barry, who is Oscar Clefbaum's agent, if I'm concerned, if I'm convinced, Bob, convinced that Clefbaum can't make my team better, right? If he can't make my team better, I then sit down with J.P. and I say, J.P., here's the two options. If he comes back and wants to play, he's playing at Bakersfield, or we can LTIR him and pay out and that's how it's going to go balls in your court is that fair bob uh that's an interesting perspective to have yes i think it's fair mark this text comes in saying on the ashley fine floors text line bob save the oel assets and chase alexiak mccabe or nemeth trade the assets for connor garland instead uh well if i'm arizona the only guy i'm not trading if i'm bill armstrong is jeff chikrin 
uh, Jeff? No, uh, Jacob Chickram. Uh, Jacob, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, you might be able to get Jeff for cheap. He's like 50. <laughs> uh, we have Al May coming up today at 135. I, 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 I think he dropped uh, Jeff Chickram once. Jeff Chickram was mighty tough. Yeah, I think And a Al, good player. I think Al landed it like a knockout shot at him one time. Uh, Bob, so save the, he's saying save the assets for Alexiak or McCabe. I, McCabe's the one guy in Buffalo that punches above his weight class if you look at his advanced analytics for what that's worth. Um, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, why did the Oilers not do uh, take a page out of Lou Lamarillo's school with James Neal when he had COVID issues? <laughs> well, now you're going down a real murky path. You know what I'm saying, Speck? The texter's asking that's why did the Oilers not uh, take a page out of Lamarillo's book with James Neal on COVID? Because the situation was immediate and different than a than an injury. Would you not agree, there, Mark? Yeah, there's there there for sure. I mean, COVID's a one-off, and you can basically have tests and say I don't. You know, these tests have proven I don't have COVID. Sometimes with a guy like Robida who broke his leg. There's a little murkiness. One doctor might say, oh, that leg's no good, and Robodaw's doctor would say, that leg is good, and at least we can have that conversation. There's no conversations, Bob, over whether you have COVID or not. Either you have it or you don't. So I, I get what the text is saying. I don't think that was a possibility. Um, the deal with, remember, with these guys that went to this so-called Robodaw Island, like Joffrey Lupul and, and Stefan Robodaw, they didn't have no move clauses. The, the threat, the only thing that makes that work, just for the listeners, the only thing that makes that deal work and work for Lula Morello is, is the threat that, okay, you don't want to, you really want to play? We're going to play in the minors, right? You're going to ride a bus in the minors for the rest of your contract. And that player, Joffrey Lupul, I believe, Bob, Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Drafty Lupul said, you know what? I'll just get paid and not play rather than go play for the Marlies and, and ride through the minors. So James Neal has no move, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. You can't send, there is no threat to send James Neal to Bakersfield. So there's no James Neal Island going on here, right? Not going to happen. Mark, uh, to the Evans Oilers, does Ken Holland need to focus more on three and four million dollar players instead of adding? Like, you're going to have to pay Nurse. He's going to get seven and a half to eight million bucks a year in his next deal. He's part of it. You know, Elliot referenced that we played that clip today. Yeah. Uh, it's McDavid, Drysettle, and Nurse. They are, and I know that Dave Tippett always includes Larson and Nugent Hopkins as part of the leadership group. And, yeah. and they and they are, and they both got to get re signed in order to continue that way. But do the Oilers need more three or four million dollar players instead of maybe chasing like I've had people say well what if you could get Nugent Hopkins and Hyman or what if you could get Nugent Hopkins and Taylor Hall who by the way got engaged this weekend congratulations uh, oh did he so, yeah so oh good <laughs> uh, any, anyhow like what if um, you know are, are they better off maybe spending three four million bucks on you know a second parry a second left wing let's just say they get Nugent Hopkins done again it's 50 50 so I'll, I'll I'll try to even though I think this thing is gonna play itself out and and is not going to get done in the short term uh, let's just say they bring Nugent Hopkins back they spent four million bucks on a, on a second left wing they spent three million bucks on a on a on a 3c they spend three to four million dollars is that the route to go or should they load up and have a couple six million dollar left wings as an example well, I think they can afford, Bob, they can afford to have a couple $6 million left wings. I don't think. I mean, they've got Nugent Hawk was under their cap already. 
if you let's say this is Hyman's name just for fun, you know they can't. I think they would be unwise to take it up to a, a Oliver Ekman Larson number up to eight two five, and long long term. Those are tough. But you know, a guy like Hyman is a uh, is a good example. You know, he's a top line player, top six player. You're set at left wing for the next how many years, Bob? If you sign those two guys this summer, you've got your set at center, probably and, six years, right? And you've got Pulyarvi on one right wing. Your top six is looking awfully good here for a while. Six million bucks, yeah, that's a lot of money, but I don't think it's totally outrageous. What I'm going to say to you, Bob, is uh, you're talking about signing three, four million dollar guys. I'm saying. Maybe I'm talking about two, two and a half million dollar guys uh, on your bottom six. You know, we're watching a how the Oilers lost, and b how the other teams are winning right now. I'm not saying that I want to turn this team into the Montreal Canadiens because I hate the way they play. I hate watching the New York Islanders play, right? But it's effective. So there's got to be. You know, I'm not saying we're going to turn this team into a bunch of check and clog up the middle guys here. But this team's bottom six is ineffective. It needs size, and it needs you know some work, right? Those guys generally aren't four million bucks, Bob. I I don't think they're four million bucks, but they need to get some work done in the bottom six because that's what's going to drive you through a playoff series. I'd be interested to see what happens with a guy like Danton Heinen. He might be the perfect three million dollar, or sorry, one million dollar left wing for a third line he might be a guy you know he looked like he put up 45 points a couple of years ago in boston mark specter is joining us it's 12:53 in edmonton some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to roost chris steakhouse roost chris is open for takeout and delivery through doordash uh well and and, and dining as well at roost chris wednesday through sunday from 5 p.m until 10 p.m uh maggie taylor uh, Brendan and Chef Altoff will take care of you. We'll take a quick step out, come back with the Oilers Now Injury Report. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Slight clarification. There is uh, no condition on James Neal's contract, by the way carrying forward hey golfers looking for a great vip golf trip new west travel you can join them on a four-day golf getaway in spectacular mountains at whistler the package includes airfare and a private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar and uh, meals three nights in a deluxe suite hotel four rounds of golf uh, and it's five star golfing in the coastal mountains a new west travel golf tournament with prizes as well all transfers can book now and get a free upgrade to a one bedroom suite to book your tea time call new west travel go online at newwesttravel.com into the orders now injury report brought to you by james h brown injury lawyers the heavy hitters in injury law i saw trent brown and dennis and jason laliberti on thursday they're doing great uh trent brown of course an all-star safety for the ee now known as the edmonton elks football team back in the day when accidents happen go to james h brown.com here's brendan escott chandler stevenson a game time decision tonight for vegas as he battles through an upper body injury suffered in game two he did participate in the optional skate this morning and uh, tampa's eric chernak uh, he missed last night's game upper body injury of his own john cooper head coach there thought he was close to playing in that game so consider him day-to-day right now bob stoffer mark specter with you sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing alberta Mark, uh, we're, we're going to do a little bit of a tease here. We're going to talk about your favorite topic, one that you wrote about, one that you and me have never discussed before in this show, officiating. 
What sort of response did you get to the piece that you penned yesterday? Uh, oh, huge. It's been, I know the Sportsnet's still running it right up front in their feed, so it's getting a lot of response. It's clearly, a, you know, what half the skill or the goal of being a columnist is, if you don't pick the right topic, it doesn't matter how well you write it, Bob. And if you do pick the topic, right topic, writing skills aren't so important. So I think I found the right topic today because uh, people are certainly uh, jazzed about anything on the officials. And let me add, I went straight to Cat Peak when we went to the last break and saw exactly what you saw. There is no, excuse me, I'm wrong, there is no no movement or no uh, clause on the James Neal contract. So, I mean, I guess Ken Holland could say we're going to send you down and save a million bucks. I don't think, Bob, he can do what the Leafs did with Robodeau and Lupo because there's no significant injury for Neal, right? right? Lupo had the back. And yeah. Lupo's back was so bad, and Robodeau's leg was bad. And I think that the Leafs could make a case and say, our doctors say he can't play. There's nothing like that with Neal. So worst-case scenario for James Neal is they, they opt him to Bakersfield. That's I would suggest you'd probably buy the player out before you did that ball, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. You use, Mark, whatever mechanism is possible to improve your team. Read between the lines of what I'm saying. 12.58 in Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to get into it the officials specifically what has been at times an oddly called Vegas Montreal series. Hmm. Some people wondered about this back in the day. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.